Welcome out to the Bulls and the Bears. This is Aaron. I am here with Tarina. Good morning. Good. Hello out there. <laughs> <laughs> it might be morning for you. It might be morning in another place. It's actually the late afternoon. <laughs> for those of you that are joining us for the first time, Tarina and I are part of Online Trading Academy, the most trusted name in financial education, celebrating 26 years of service. All right. So today, I don't. we're going to go over a couple of things, all right? Um, and I think that the topic of today is you can always be wrong. You can always. You can always be wrong. Be wrong. Yeah, the the market can uh, can be irrational a lot longer than you can be solvent, and <laughs> and you need <laughs> so you need to <laughs> you need to be prepared to be wrong. So for instance, you know, uh, last week GDP came out stronger than expected. Now we talked about that last week, right? Mm-hmm. But this was considered the last nail in the coffin for those. Uh, economists that have been calling for an economic downturn. So, you know, not that the economists didn't have reason mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. for their their pessimism, right? Right. I mean, uh, if we we can just tick down everything that's that looks to be wrong in the the markets, uh, yeah. not in the markets, in the economy, mm-hmm. and say, well, should we be in a recession? Should this happen, you know, um, or should, did they have excuse for being pessimistic? And you'd probably say yes. So if you look at it, the M2 is down by 4%. All right. Well, the M2 is the money supply mm-hmm. and it's the money supply that kind of greases the skids for everybody to keep things going. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and it being down by 4%, well, the last time it was down by 4% was 1929. Can I ask you a question though? Because I'm kind sure. of, you might laugh at this maybe you don't have an answer but i was just thinking well but we inflated the market so much during covid with all the printing of the bills that it's really to me when you say the m2 is down by four percent and it Mm -hmm. greases all the wheels and it creates cash flow and things like that part of me is like well that's not a surprise because they printed so much money i can see them saying hey we got to get the money out of the out of the circulation and so for it to be down isn't am i am i reading what am i interpreting what you're saying correctly because part of me is like "Eh, okay yes and And had they printed money in 1929 i know it was gold was the standard back then Mm -hmm. and so no i don't know if that's a if that's a a direct correlation a direct correlation thank you and you're absolutely correct yeah it was artificially inflated and then it dropped from the artificial inflation Um, But if you look at it in terms of uh, the average M2 that's out there, Uh it's still well below that. I don't know what you mean by that. Uh, So the M2, if you look at it as, uh, you know, in terms of levels. Okay. All right. How much loose money is available Mm -hmm. for uh, people to use, for consumers and businesses and things like that, right? Um, it's still down significantly from the average. It's below anything that we've seen since, uh, ooh, before this, before the seventies, if I'm looking at the chart, right? Yeah. So like, you know, <laughs> say seventies and you get music. <laughs> That's right. Get music. I was just, I was just feeling the fever. Woo. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so. You know, so, so, uh, there's reason to be pessimistic about that. If you're an economist, you know, everything used to be when I was, when I was a young kid studying economy, mm-hmm. um, the M2 was everything. Uh, now, that's kind of fallen out of favor. You don't hear about it as much anymore, but it's still very significant. 
to an economist yeah. um, who believes that money greases the skids for better, you know, for higher growth. Well, it will be yeah. very interesting. It's all about yeah. sentiment right now, currently, and well, so. never bet against the American consumer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about that, right? Okay. Uh, but another thing that that they were looking at was the inversion in the bond market. Oh yeah, which up until now has been a hundred percent predictive of recession. This is the first time it's failed. Yeah, I mean, so that's kind of yeah, and we're still inverted for heaven's sakes. Well, and I wonder if it's. I, I wonder if it is like, I know this sound, this is getting political and I'm not trying to be political and I'm not, I don't really want to say Democrat, Republican or whatever, but there is an election coming up. Mm-hmm. And I believe that the, those who are in the White House want to stay in the White House. So if we keep everything as status quo... It will be okay, yeah. and they have a l- higher likelihood. Now, after the election, everything can go to H in a handbasket. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and so, like, so then they'll be like, yeah, whatever. We're in here for four years. Try to get us out. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And so maybe they're doing that. I don't know. You know, and then you have, you know, and and the problem is, is you have one side that's always like, everything's great and grand and it's going to be okay, right? And then you have the other side that's like, everything's going to pot and oh my gosh, well, everything's going down. And so you, it's really, what are the American people going to listen yeah. to in sentiment? And so you have, so are they artificially holding things up? You know, putting in policies or are is are those who support one party over another artificially holding up the market? You know, I couldn't say for sure. Traditionally, because we're not there because yeah. we're not we don't know we're not insiders <laughs> yeah traditionally you know just by statistics mm-hmm. uh year four of any um any party's incumbency is typically a decent year in the market not mm-hmm. the best year two is usually the mm-hmm. best but year four is is uh decent okay uh now of course 2008 mm-hmm. broke that tradition i remember that was the last year that uh you know, that President Bush was, was oh, there. Okay. And so, um, and, uh, and that's where, you know, after the crash probably helped the Democrat, the Democratic Party after that, since the Republicans were there for the, for the crash. Absolutely. Right. right. Um, they were in power. And, and, and so I, I couldn't say politically what's going on. I can't All either. Right? I'm just saying this is odd that that's happened with the inversion yeah. of the bond market and it's thrown people off. It's thrown off um, financial advisors. They're like, it was really weird. I just, you know, I had talked to a yeah. financial advisor and they're like, everything went down and everything moved, not in inverse correlations. And they're like, it was, it was weird. And everything's still weird. Yeah. Now, you know, so yeah, we had the M2 down, the inversion in the bond market. We have corporate guidance, which has for the last, you know, uh, two years been, been kind of pessimistic, mm-hmm. right? Um, we have consumer credit limits that are being reached or reached the end actually at the end of last year, right? which is probably some of what's going on with the M2. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we have the men's underwear index that's been flashing red. Yes. Right. Tidy whities have turned red. That's not a good thing. <laughs> uh, the national debt is now over a hundred percent GDP. That's uh-huh. uh, a really bad thing. Okay, right. that's considered really, really bad. American consumer doesn't care. They, I don't okay. even know if they understand. 
like what it means yeah. and so if you don't care maybe it don't matter well, yeah if you don't know what's going it, ignorance is not bliss but you know in these in in terms of the market it really does keep it afloat anyway yeah ignorance right. might be bliss. um and another thing that was a shock to at least some people is apple recently lost its top spot to microsoft in terms of cap rate people can't afford mm. people can't afford apple anymore well i don't know but you know there's uh, uh, on in the tech world, this is considered a really big deal. Oh, you know, yeah. Anyway, the economists why? weren't alone. Okay, never mind. Go ahead. Why is it a big deal? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, because Microsoft was top of the world, and then Apple came out with their phones, and then mm-hmm. they became top of the world, and everyone's like, "Apple's the best. Apple's the best. Apple's the best." And now people are kind of like, "I don't have six hundred dollars." to pay for a brand new phone or I don't want to be paying for a phone for like two years or whatever. Yeah. Well, and the fact that Apple lost it to Microsoft says that people are now a little bit less concerned about whether they have an Apple phone or an Android phone. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so, so this is actually kind of really big news to traders, especially but it should be for investors that have been counting on Apple to simply ride them into the sunset. All right. Well, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. It's all the, about sentiment. Yeah. The economists weren't alone. Okay. Like I said, corporate guidance was bad. And one of the biggest proponents of this corporate guidance, um, you know, towards pessimism has been Jamie Dimon. Now, he's the J.P. Morgan, you know, Chase Bank CEO. Currently or used to be? No, currently. Oh. Yeah. And, you know, he's a, Chase Bank is a market maker. Yes, they So are. this is kind of a big deal if he, yes. you know, if a market maker is pessimistic, then now. Wait, I need to say something to our viewers. If you can sure. hear like my chair moving and the microphone moving, um, I had to adjust. So sorry, you guys. I didn't adjust before the, before our podcast. So sorry about that and the noise and stuff like that. I just, That's I wasn't right. high enough. I think someone was tall who, who did the last that now we know you're not perfect show. which is a shock to me i know but you're so full of crap. you're so full of it i'm not everybody knows i'm not and, but i'm a nice person so there you go okay <laughs> anyway anyways back to jamie diamond yeah jamie diamond has been JP calling Morgan. for a recession for a couple of years mm-hmm. now he's he's been a little bit more quiet about the recession but he's got a new thing out oh. that he's harping on um, that I wanted to talk about because you know we what? talked about the U.S. debt. I'm just going to say it right here. Okay. These guys harp about things and then it doesn't go that way. Okay. So I don't know if you can really believe anything that these guys are saying, but whatever. There you go. Yeah. Okay. I don't Who know. knows? Anyways. Who all knows? right. J.P. Morgan. Okay. Mm. I mean, um, Jamie Dimon. Jamie Dimon, right? J.P. Morgan. That's right. Anyway, uh, so this last week, he was speaking alongside former Speaker of the House, uh, Paul Ryan, at a bipartisan policy center, okay? And uh, he was talking about the American government uh, and, their, and, and the debt crisis that we're in. Because mm-hmm. we if are. you don't know what's going on, right, um, our, our, our debt, which has surpassed $34 trillion, that is now past... Um, you know, that, that's now past the, the GDP, the gross domestic, the gross product. domestic product, which means that if you taxed everybody at a hundred percent, all of the businesses and all of the people at a hundred percent, you could not pay off us debt. 
All right. Everybody is Within basically. Yeah. So every man, woman, and child citizen of this nation is now in debt some $898,000. Okay. And it's going up every second. Right. You can look that up and online. And so, you know, what, what that means is, is that there's really not a possibility of paying off the national debt at this point. Mm. Right. It, we're just going to keep going further into debt unless we become really draconian and start either taking out a lot of the, you know, services or, um, you know, or uh, increasing taxes by a fair margin. Yeah. Okay? Becoming like Sweden. Yeah. Which nobody's even talking about. The Netherlands. About. Well, I don't know. How how big are their taxes? It'd be like, it'd be like right? you know, Chicago living in Illinois. That's the kind of taxes we'd be facing right there for the national side. Okay. That's okay. big. Is it big? I don't know how much you pay in yeah. Illinois. Yeah. Any, anybody, anybody from Illinois knows. Oh, That's right. Poor guys. Anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so he drew comparisons here. He said he said that the American government is facing a hockey stick effect when it comes to government debt, meaning that we cannot settle our debt. It's just going to go up and go up fast, right? It's been kind of smooth, slow growth, slow growth, but now it's just going to take off. Okay, I'm calling it. I'm sorry. J.P. Morgan, their company, I'm sure they could pay the national debt. I'm sure they have enough money in there. I know you, you're looking at me like, no, they don't, Tarina, but I'm all. These guys are part of the what a, the bank, the federal yeah. whatever. A little cabal. Banking commission. <laughs> and these guys have helped. They have helped this along, this problem. And I'm sure they well, got that money. So right. let's just, maybe I'm wrong, but I you just kind of feel like those guys... <laughs> We don't know all the money that those guys have I, in circulation. You know, if you could see me right now, I'm shrugging. I'm not going to get political on this, and I have no idea. And uh, J.P. Morgan did bail out America back in the day when it looked like our our gold was going down and everything mm-hmm. was like... World War One During World War One, and he said, hey, you guys got to do something. And so he kind of helped bail out because... Well, I thought it was in the late 1800s, but... Um, and he... And he basically said, you got to keep the gold standard. You can't go to silver and stuff like that because all the foreign investors are going to pull out and stuff. So he did He did save it, but it wasn't... Anyways, yeah. I'm just saying... Which helped him actually... Become um, richer. Create the National Bank. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I thought a- they already rate. had a National Bank. No, it wasn't formalized until after, um, after ni- yeah, 1919. If you look at the central bank, it wasn't formalized until then. Uh, we had to be on a gold standard while we were, while we didn't have a central bank. The only re- reason we can get away with it is because we now have a central bank. But uh, if you look at the history and the Federal 1913. Reserve, yeah, Federal Reserve was was right there um, just before Federal Reserve. That's <clears throat> the word I was. Yeah, central. Yeah. Bank. So it, and the Federal Reserve was created in 1913. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, and standardized just after that. So, yeah, it, you know, it, it certainly helped him along to be able to do that, uh, him coming in with all that gold, right? Uh, but anyway, what, what uh, J.P. Morgan guy is saying, Jamie Dimon is, is that because of this national debt, we're going to have a hockey stick of, of growth in government debt. He drew on the comparisons of the eight the 1980s for context, explaining that 1982 unemployment was around 10% while the stock market had sat stagnant for 15 to 20 years. 
which is absolutely right. All through the 70s, they were just flat, right? Okay. The stock market. Mm-hmm. Um, terrible time mm-hmm. to be invested. <laughs> well, right. I mean, like, maybe not. If you were patient, you know, and you could well, live to the 90s. there was some growth, yeah. but nothing, nothing like, like the 90s. Yeah, nothing like nothing the 90s. Nothing like the 60s the and 50s. Thousands. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at any rate, uh, you know, so even during the Vietnam War, the American debt to GDP ratio was around 35%, whereas today, and that was that was the most we had been in debt up until just recently, right? Um, today, it sits at 100%. So back then, you know, the deficit during a recession, what you do is you spend money, you print money, you spend money to get out of a recession and then try and pay it back, right? Right. Uh, today, if we had to do that, all we would do is increase inflation. Yeah. You know, there's, there's no way around it. You can't, you can't absorb that when you're already in debt. Uh, so, you know, then, and because you're already printing money, now you have to print more money. That's what we have to do when we're in that hockey stick of growth, you know, with GDP. Okay. All right. So he added that if you look at the hundred percent national debt, uh, to GDP today, by 2035, he's thinking it's going to be more like 130%. Ugh. All right, so 10 years from now. And at that point, there is no saving it. It's, it's, uh, then, then that's when it really shoots up. So he thinks we're about 10 years out from real crisis. Now, we say that, but Japan is in over 200% GDP okay. to debt ratio. Having said that, they've been more or less in recession for 20 years. Yeah. So, you know, anyway. Uh, yeah, he's he's still yelling about things bad, but at least it's 10 years in the future, not 2024 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go. Now we don't have to be too depressed. Now we can get prepared. There now you we go. can get prepared. All right. So if it, you guys can hear me, like I, he's Aaron's all talking about it and you can hear me go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and I I just sink lower and lower in my chair. I'm like, <laughs> I'm really getting depressed about this. Yeah, okay, but okay. So anyway, preparation is the best yep. tool. Mm-hmm. However, the rebellion that we still have here, in, in, you know, in the market, whatever that rebellion is going to be, once the uh, national debt exceeds that 130 uh, percent, you know, point, whenever that's going to be, uh, you know, we still have a bit of hope on our side. Because we can look to the long-standing mantra made famous by Warren Buffett, where he said, never bet against the American consumer. And that is what has held us for the last three or four years. That is what held us for like 200 years. Okay. Well, true. But who could have expected that we would come out of, you know, having a whole year where we, where everybody stayed home, nobody was working. Mm -hmm. Um, A whole year of that. I I mean, look at what that would do to your personal finances for heaven's sakes and how long would it take you to recover we recovered in three months in the markets it's amazing and never looked back really okay well Uh, we were also printing up money and giving money to each other so you know i think that also really helped the markets yeah and the consumers are still spending you know going deeper into debt to spend so never bet against the american consumer i guess that's just what it is. Right? I think it will catch up to us. I mean, if we look back at history and about England, where they were the major world power with money and and things like that, um, they were doing that, and then it finally caught up to them. And 
you know, it, it it's reminiscent of uh, the American Gilded Age. It's mm-hmm. reminiscent of uh, the British um, when they finally had their turn and uh, sure. all the wealthy households kind of fell apart and things like that. And so um, it's, it's a little bit, you know, I mean, we're setting up. Well, I would say that, Maybe you know, there's those still there's still con cause precaution. There's cause precaution, but you know, I but also think that there's cause for growth too. So yeah, and there's the positive side is like, hey, we could figure out something else that will everybody in the world will want and and make everything better, and all of a sudden we just paid off our GDP. Well, I mean, I not see. our GDP, our, our national debt. So yeah, all we need is four more, uh, you know, new startup apples to come along and <laughs> take it away, right? Yeah, that's awesome. AI. AI and maybe for maybe Nvidia is the next one to pull us out. All of those taxes now. Apple's not, never actually paid taxes because I know all these yeah. corporate places. So it's like they wash really? everything through Ireland. I yeah. wonder if Nvidia I wonder if Ireland too. gets any money or anything like that. Probably not. Well, they get a little bit. They, get a little they bit. don't have to support you know any structures like Apple. So like they get the benefit without any of the costs isn't that fabulous yeah. isn't that that's the american dream never pay taxes <laughs> never help out your country let's just go yeah. for it and i'm sure all of those who are conservative are saying tarina that is the dream what are you doing what are you talking about you are so non-american right now and i'm all well and you well. were in my class last night right look <clears throat> i believe in paying taxes yes, i believe in I paying don't but I don't believe in overpaying taxes. Okay, so I kind of do have my... an issue with companies that start in America and they're like I'm going to go put my headquarters in another country and not have to pay taxes. Yeah. You know, I mean, so either Cuz my class last night was all about seriously limiting taxes, right? Well, and I believe in limiting taxes, but I also believe that there is a moment where you have to pay taxes. And they are paying like unemployment, they are paying mm-hmm. they are pay- paying the social security for their employees and stuff and matching 401k's and things like that, which is great. These big, yeah, big that's, companies None of that though is helping the <laughs> national debt. But that's not helping right? the national debt yeah. and stuff. And I understand, man, when you with taxes as, as um, understanding, you, you know, business owners and stuff that man, it really cuts in to, yeah. to everything and stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So anyway. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle and I haven't made a decision on my fence center on this one. So All I'll right. be quiet now. Okay. Let's keep going. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I digress the conversation. Sorry. But where are we right now? Well, yes. the markets are mixed. All right. Because we've got the S&P 500, the NASDAQ and the Dow all making, you know, all time highs. All time highs. But the small companies aren't faring as well these days. You know, then this can be seen in the Russell 2000, okay? Mm-hmm. So we've got the the different markets. The S&P 500 is considered the market yes. since they just pick out 500 of the best performing companies, you know, and out there. move them in. And that's what's in the stock fund called the S&P 500. Mm-hmm. And so when you're looking at just how the overall economy or the overall, not the economy, the market is not the economy, but the overall market is looking, you look at the S&P 500, this is only so appropriate because it's, you know, th- this is a weighted index, meaning mm-hmm. that there are seven companies that actually have the most weight yes, and really dictate uh, the direction of, of the S&P 500. So the S&P 500 kind of tells the story as to where the Magnificent Seven are headed. Yes. Not so much everybody else. Because if you look at like the heat maps, (laughs) sometimes they're all red and then you have the Magnificent Seven in green, green. all green. And you're like, 
and mm. the S&P's going up. And the S&P's yeah. going up, and you're like, well. <laughs> Lots of red. There's the green yeah. little Four, bits. 493 <laughs> companies are doing bad, <laughs> but seven are doing fabulous. There you yep. go. Anyway. Just kidding. Uh, so the S&P 500 uh, is an index fund, 505 of the best performing companies. The NASDAQ is 100 companies, but this is all tech sector stuff, right? It's wild, wild ride. Yep. Uh, the Dow is the industrials, mm-hmm. all right? So the S&P and the NASDAQ and the Dow making all-time highs. The Russell 2000. This is these are small cap and mid to small cap companies here, yes. all right. And this is American Main Street. So how is American Main Street doing? Well, not faring as well. It's a little bit down, okay. And so, um, you know, one of the questions that we used to ask back in the eighties is, are you better off this year than you were last year or four years ago or whatever? Mm-hmm. That was kind of a political theme. Uh, that's what Reagan ran on, right? Are yeah. you better off today than you were four years ago? Most people on Main Street are saying not so much, okay? Yeah. And that's what's being reflected in this uh, Russell 2000, all right? All right. Well, on that note, and uh, because what traders and investors are constantly doing is trying to uh, guess at the direction of the market and things like that, and so they're always looking for leading indicators. We've talked about some of these leading indicators, um, you know, before, uh, one of the leading indicators is going to be the, um, you know, what's actually happening in uh, companies. And you get to see that on a quarterly basis. Mm-hmm. And so here we are in earnings season. We've got the quarterly announcements coming out and some of them that came out this week. And I've got to tell you that um, Amazon mm-hmm. was really fun. I was in on that trade kind of with the class. Oh, okay. okay. So we did yeah. a notional trade with Amazon, um, put a call on it had a 17% return in one day. It was really, it was really a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Now this was a notional trade. This was a paper trade. Yeah. Right. Um, but we were looking at the earnings and, and it worked out really well for us. Oh, fabulous. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, but some of them coming up, you know, are going to, are going to, uh, tell you what's actually going on out there. Mm -hmm. So, uh, the things that we're going to concentrate on, at least the economists are going to concentrate on, are some of the consumer discretionary and customer staples type things. Yeah. Okay, because if they're seeing pain, then it's talking about what's happening in people's wallets. Mm-hmm. And ultimately what happens in people's wallets dictates future spending, which then dictates, well, how these companies might do in the future, right? I know, right? Okay, so on Monday, uh, some of them that are coming out that are going to be looked at very carefully are McDonald's. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the burger joint out there. Yes. Yeah. At least the ones that the kids always want to go to and nobody else mm-hmm. can figure out, you know, what it is. Oh, have you seen their commercials recently? Some people best like taking, the Best taking, tasting burgers. What? That's, what? that's what the commercial said, best tasting burgers. That's a, that's laughable. <laughs> I mean, like, I like a McDonald's burger. I'm not going to lie because I grew up on them and that was like our, our family's like really big treat. You know, I came from a really large family and it was in the 80s, 70s and 80s. And so we, there wasn't a lot of money. And every when now and then go we to a McDonald's restaurant. We were, yeah. This was a treat. It was a huge yeah. treat. So I, I actually enjoy their hamburgers because I'm like, oh, it brings back great me- memories, you know. Anyways, shout out to you, this McDonald's. Tastes, tastes awful, but it's nice. Nostalgic. No, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a Big Mac. Mmm, yum. Anyways, 
but I've had a better burger. I, I'm not going <laughs> to lie in other places. I do like a Whopper. All go. right. Yep. So another so anyways, one. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Another one that is going to be watched is Estee Lauder. Oh. Okay. Because if there is at all cut back at Estee Lauder, uh-huh. then, you know, even the, even the it's being felt in the economy on a larger scale than than uh you yeah. know even men's underwear yeah okay um then there's the industrial so caterpillar is going to be announcing on monday as well all right on tuesday we have a bp this is going to be interesting because uh you know, Exxon Mobil mm-hmm. announced this week, and they were much lower than expected. Okay. Now the stock still shot up, mm-hmm. but they were much lower than expected um, in their earnings. Yes. Uh, Eli Lilly, which is a healthcare company, is going to be watched, but uh, not oh. that. That's more for trading, and not so much for, um, you know, for what's going to happen. What's what the likely. Uh, you know, economy of the future is going to look like. Yeah. On Wednesday, we've got Mattel. This is consumer discretionary, all right? And this is, uh, you know, if people aren't buying toys, <laughs> mm-hmm. then that tells you something as well, right? Yeah. People well, aren't buying maybe toys. kids have too many toys. I walked into my daughter's room and I thought, I need to, too many toys. Too many toys. Too many, <laughs> too many toys that are not being played with. That's it. Like, I'm done. So anyways, I don't know. You know, my other kids, don't take away our stuffed animals and all. You have a bucket full that you never touch. Well, I love them. Great. I'm going to stick it in a trash bag, (laughs) put it in a container, and I never want to see it until you... circular (laughs) storage. Let's put it into storage for you to take to your house when you move out. You can have it. There you go. Or, Or maybe we'll just, we'll give it away. That's right. Sell it. That's right. It, so. it needs to benefit somebody else. That's right. Okay, yeah. keep going. Keep going. All right. So another one that's going to be watched is CVS Health Corp. Mm-hmm. Again, not because of any economic commentary, just because uh, this is a company that struggled. Yeah. And everybody's going to want to see, you know, it's going to move. It's struggling. It's going to move the stock to a larger degree than it normally would. Okay. All right. On Thursday, we have a whole bunch of consumer discretionary that's going to be watched carefully. Uh, including Harley Davidson, mm. Leggett Platt, so that's women's underwear. Oh, okay. And Ralph Lauren, men's underwear. There's a lot more stuff. than that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hershey's is also on Thursday, consumer staples, right? Because if you can't buy chocolate, chocolate yeah. things are bad. All right. And then on Friday, Pepsi. So Pepsi Cola. That's right. Which is my favorite cola. I have change people feel like that's that's wrong yeah yeah when we were when Kids, we were, it was we always were much a younger you, you told me that it was a coat in it, fact she didn't say she didn't just say coke all right when she huh. said coke it was with love in her voice it was coke it was with the coke, coke. well because that's how you said coke where i grew up anyways but now i like pepsi cola i like it it's a little sweeter i like it anyways i want to say all right. Before you end and everything that you say, Pakistani Phil has now said, Phil. Phil has Puxitani. said we're going to have an early spring. 
Hey, we shall see. There's hey, some good news. Yeah, right. right? I, I don't know. It hasn't been that bad of a winter in Phoenix. <laughs> Ooh, knock on wood, it hasn't been too right. bad. And we've been getting some, some rain. Some rain. Right. Remind me of Virginia yesterday. That's right. That's right. Was able to drive all the way home from Scottsdale to Gilbert, and it rained the whole way, just buckets. And I was like, it's just like Virginia when it rains. It's amazing. Yep. In fact, you were telling me about it, and you said... Arizona is not built for this kind of rain. Arizona is not built for this kind of rain. These people need to slow down. I, 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 there were a lot of fast drivers, and I was getting a little nervous on the highway. I won't, I'm not going to lie. I was like, slow down, slow down. It's not built for rain. But actually, the roads did pretty good. I was, yeah, I was, it, it was didn't, all right. There wasn't any. I didn't hydroplane, and I didn't go through any of the big puddles. I did that once. I have before. But I, Okay. Well, I was yeah. in the 4x4, four four and you were in the... In the, yeah, it was in the sports car. <laughs> sports car. You were in the sedan, so it was just, yeah. yeah. Anyways, okay. Oh, you, here you don't we think go. the Tesla's a sports uh, car? Anyways, let's move on. Okay, right. let's move on. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, you know, I'm talking about earnings. What do you do with earnings? Well, uh, earnings are a time where you're going to see some larger movements, typically, mm-hmm. than you would normally, you know, in other normal trading. So right around the day before and a couple days after, you see much larger moves, uh, they're in those company stocks that have announced earnings. Mm-hmm. How do you handle it? Uh, so normally when you trade, you know, you'd have zones and, and you would expect it to uh, hit some of these zones um, and then and then react to those zones. Sometimes, right. especially on the smaller time frame zones, those things are going to just get blown through with earnings. Also, you can't expect that at least right away, things are going to go exactly the way that you expect. And so if you haven't been trained, and we do special trainings for earnings because, hey, there's a lot of opportunity there, right? Mm -hmm. But if you haven't been trained for it, then sometimes options are the way to go because because you've got time on this to be right, right? And Mm -hmm. so if you know approximately which way this uh, company is going to be going... Uh, you can simply buy the right to buy it or buy the right to sell it instead of actually buying it or selling it and then hoping that it doesn't uh, gap you out into a right. you know into a larger loss than you're expecting yeah um, so you know the options are are a great way to go if you know what you're doing mm-hmm. if you haven't been trained to handle earnings if you want to learn how to use options we teach those classes all right. Yep. So sure uh, come on in and uh, and get it figured out. We've got a you know lots of classes, but one of them is free. That's a three hour class. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an introduction, but I rarely have anybody sit in my introductory class that doesn't walk out saying, "Wow, that w- that actually was very informative." Mm-hmm. All right. So um, come on in and at least give it a try. If you're in the Phoenix area, then it is in person. Mm-hmm. All right. If you are not in the Phoenix area, but listening and still want to go to that class, we've got it online. Uh, in either case, you would go to www.tradingacademy.com. Mm-hmm. That's www.tradingacademy.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then there's a form. You fill it out and it will tell you whether you've got a place close to you or whether you need to take it online. Okay. That's all there is to it. So awesome. hope to see you in the class and I hope you're listening next week. See you then. Okay.